I want to free people. I want people to realize that, like, you know what? It's not that deep. And if I can make money and be free, that is worth more than money to me. Why? Because now you're not going through all the different things that you were experiencing on the job. So you're not going through the situation where you're asking for a raise, not sure if you can get a raise. You know what I do if I want a raise? I run a sale. I create a new product. I determine if I get a raise, not somebody else. Yes! Tweet Talk episode 130. It's a go! Yes. Are we on the air? Tweet Talk! What it sounds like to be the best. This is a Black Wealth Podcast. Yes! Build wealth, invest, own, and close the wealth gap. It's time to break down these financial concepts with your host, Mr. Todd Meganer himself, Charles Oglesby, and Raphael Husband. Sunday service, man. On this Sunday service, we did the same thing last week. Got a lot of people tuning in too, so I was like, we got to run it back. People liking that that Sunday service. Yeah, man. Last week was a good one. It was a long one. Too. It was a long one. We had a lot to unpack last week. I would say Dave provided a lot of value. That dude knows his stuff. So it was cool listening to him talk. And it was real technical. It was good stuff. Yep. So welcome to Tweet Talk, the Black Wealth Podcast with your host, Raphael Husbands. That's me. And Charles Oglesby, the third JD, a.k.a. Todd Millionaire. Oh, moving on to Todd Billionaire. Just tweeting out. We're out here, man. Just tweeting it out. <laughs> I didn't even see him show up. I was tweeting out the link. Welcome to Sweet Talk, where we talk about building black wealth and we break down these financial tweets. Special guest, Nola Oglesby, first of his name. Everything his eyes touches is his, apparently. Obviously. And let's get it, man. What's new in Todd Capital World? What's new in Todd Capital World? Hopefully you can hear me. I don't know what that button even does. It is pressing, but um, man, we just out here just grinding, living our lives. Uh, you know, nothing real crazy going on. Yeah, man. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tweet Talk Pod. That's Tweet Talk P O D. Follow my man Charles on Twitter at Real Todd Billion. Follow myself on Twitter at Work Money Life. Man, we got to bring back Todd Capital Chronicles. Chronicles, Chronicles. I realized the other day that the mobile barbershop still exists. I forgot all about it. Uh, not necessarily. Um, it's kind of something that we stopped doing. So, yeah, but you still, but you still own it. The actual van, the assets should be in Atlanta. Mm, okay 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 the problem is like that project and people got to understand man i was i was watching i think ashley ashley johnson she said mm -hmm. she started seven businesses and one of them succeeded she said you only need one and i think the problem with a lot of folks is they expect everything to succeed and then if it doesn't succeed they're like oh well that didn't succeed so look at that that didn't succeed everything ain't gonna succeed but the benefit of it was it was a smaller investment. So sometimes when you're going into something that you don't know is going to succeed or you're kind of skeptical about if it's going to succeed, 
you don't want to go all in. You don't want to be leveraging business credit to go put a hundred grand into this project. You kind of want to put a manageable amount into this project and then make it happen. Thank you. So no, every project is not successful and that doesn't make you unsuccessful because every project is not successful. So that's that on that one. Hmm. Is it Ferrari on my mind or the yeah. door? That was a, a currency line. Um, I wanted to change it for, for, uh, for Porsche instead of Ferrari. Um, but I just left it as Ferrari. That's just what it says. I figured that was a, a currency line. Because you just went to the concert, what, yesterday? Or? And I saw currency live yesterday, which I think is probably my second or third time seeing him this year. Second or third time seeing him this year. Um, probably the second time. But I've seen him another time recently. Um, and it's just cool because, I mean, he's a great artist. I vibe with his music. And uh, I was actually able to support my friend who he's kind of building his own rap career. And um, he ended up being able to open for currency. So I was like, you know what? I'm trying to be the Diddy of the Dane Dash around here. So it's like the way I see it is a rap career is something like a business. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool is I was listening to um, that podcast with Earn Your Leisure and Slim Thug. And he was talking about how, like, you don't need a million people to make a bunch of money. You don't need a million followers to make a bunch of money. And another thing is that... Um, you don't even need like to make a million dollars to be successful at something. Mm. So if you make a hundred thousand dollars and you get to do what you love and you get to spend all day in the studio, and you get to travel and, and do stuff. That's a pretty damn good hundred thousand dollars. There's a lot of people making a hundred thousand dollars or less and they got to be under somebody's thumb. They got to be under somebody's watch. They got to be showing up and leaving and getting criticized and getting looked at crazy. So it's like the what we measure success can be attained through business or through our individual endeavors and doesn't have to reach million dollar levels for it to be deemed successful. But the cool thing is things can always scale. So let's say you're making eighty thousand, hundred thousand dollars on your term on your terms. Yeah, as you continue to do that, you're gonna make more and more and more and more and more money. Currency makes more money now than you did before. Larry June makes more money now than you did before. They're gonna only continue to get more money as they kind of grow into this process. So for me, I see it as like Another venture, but one thing that I know is that you're gonna have to get other rooms. Let's go, let's go put something on for you. Come on, take a break here at Tweet Talk. Today's topic is making money whenever. So what I'm trying to say is that a few things. Firstly, we got to get behind our friends' ventures. I don't care if you agree, you disagree, if you like it, you don't like it. If that's what they're passionate about, get behind it. Use your skills, use your expertise. I am not a producer. I am not a rapper. I'm not none of those things. I'm a businessman. So what do I bring to the table? I bring to the table like, hey, bro, we need content. We need reels. We need TikToks. We need all that stuff. And we need it firing off consistently all the time, promoting your stuff. Not just a video every month. No, we need a reel every single day. What else do we need? We need merch. We need you to have your brand and be able to walk around having your brand. So I created merch for them. I created a bunch of T-shirts. We were wearing them. Everybody else is wearing. He was able to give them out. And so I bring the business thing to it. But you know what I also bring is I bring somebody who's not going to tax you on the upfront. A lot of people, they're like, man, you got this business going. Just pay me 100K and I'll help you. Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, pay me nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring you the same skill set, the same energy, the same effort. 
And then when it makes too much sense for you to pay me, then we can get paid. But I'm not going to be trying because in the beginning of a business and a lot of people, they come to you and they're just looking for money and they don't realize that they're missing out on the opportunity. The opportunity is bigger than the money. Imagine if you were like, Charles, hey, man, I'm trying to start this podcast. Um, like, and I'm like, bro, it's going to cost me $100 to be on an episode. Every single episode, I need $100. You're like, oh, I'll get you when I get to you. I'm like, bro, we're going to invest in this. I'm going to just show up for free. Because I know what it takes. I do business. I don't want business. I do it. I study it. I understand it. And so if you see your friend with an opportunity, and first off, a million dollars ain't no money. So if you see your your friend making good bread, do not try to gouge his pockets. Just try to add value. It's funny because I was going to ask him. I was going to be like, hey, man, like, what do you think about me coming on and me doing this? I was like, nah. I was like, hey. You need somebody to shoot content, I got you. You need somebody to get you some shirts, I got you. You need somebody to show up early, I got you. You need somebody to do whatever, I got you. Because that's what it takes. In the beginning of a business, you need more people putting their effort behind what you're doing, not just people looking to pull money out of your pocket. And that's what a lot of people are looking to do. A lot of people are looking to show up and be like, hey, can I get a check? Can I get a check? Can I get paid? Can I get paid? And that business doesn't grow. Why do Chinese businesses grow? Why did that dude who told his story about the Cambodian people who he was bringing over and he was paying for their airfare mm. and he was paying with them up? Why was he doing that? Because they were working for him for free, helping him grow the business for free, but not just for free. What did they get out of the deal? They got a franchise. They got their own business. They got equity in what he's building. He could have just built that himself, but in long and like you really can't. And so do not undervalue what you can bring to the table and just get a piece of equity a piece of equity by contributing your efforts. I've had people who tap in, they tap out, they're getting paid, they're not, they're showing up, they're not getting paid, they're not showing up. It's like, you got to see the big vision. You got to see the big vision. Imagine if we grow this to a multi, multi billion dollar company. Now you're looking good. And you over there tripping off of $500. It's supposed <laughs> to be billion dollar opportunities, million dollar opportunities, multi million dollar opportunities for $500. Walking away from dope ass people who are bringing them in on the ground level, you got to realize like there's organizations out there like your job. Like the job I left was like a hundred person firm. I'm a one person firm. You can't approach me as a one person firm the same way you'd approach somebody with a hundred person firm. But also know that your loyalty is going to be rewarded. So what's going to happen as that large firm grows is you're going to be rewarded with loyalty, with shares. I was just reading this book on uh, private equity and it was talking about how like when you sell these companies, you can sell them multiple times and multiple times you give your actual employees and other people who are involved like shares. Why? To incentivize them. So you want them to have a fraction of ownership and I want people to have a fraction of ownership of what we're building because I want that incentive and me just saying it isn't enough, but that's ultimately the goal. The goal is when we cash out, we all cash out, not just Charles cashes out and Charles rides off into the sunset. I take care of people, man. Nobody can't say I don't take care of people. I was paying people big bread, consistently paid people big bread. I was paying my VA big bread, I my rapper got big bread, and they all kind of tried to like try to play me. So I had to move on. There you go. This guns. thing canceled, just know it's not my fault. You know, I mean, it kind of is my fault. But if it gets canceled, just know we're gonna have to call it short because uh, I'm like, yeah, so just know. Yeah, you already see that. So I was gonna hit on the next tweet. You was you said novices get paid on the front, experts get paid on the back. Exactly. Novices exactly. want to get paid for the time. Experts just want equity. The problem, 
Uh, Myra Golden said, business isn't hard. We just don't know business. This stuff isn't hard. We just don't even know what we're looking at. So I'll be trying to explain the opportunity to people of growing an actual enterprise, and all they want to do is get a paycheck, because all they know is paycheck. They don't know nothing but paycheck. They don't know nothing but right now. And so they try to turn everything into a right now opportunity until an eventual and future opportunity. I can't get them to see the forest for the trees. All they see is the mother effing trees. And it really makes me upset. And it, the, I was listening to a podcast and the Max Maxwell podcast. His friend uh, built a software company and sold it twice. And he made a comment to me. He said, yeah. He said, I'm so used to just being like the only person in the room when I'm in this space. He said, even at my company, I'm the only one. And I was wow. like, wow. I was like, that's so crazy. that's kind of interesting. But it's not about it's not about skin color. It's about mindset. And a lot of folks ain't got the mindset, man. It's, a lot of folks just don't understand it. Somebody came to me and they're like, oh, I didn't make no money in the rental properties. I was like, well, we realize that the rental properties ain't really supposed to be cash flowing like that. That's the, the wrong perspective, especially when you're doing with single family homes. The real goal is the exit. And that's what I learned by listening to that podcast. He said, you buy the business. So what they do is they buy the business, they grow the business, they sell the business based off of the income that it's generating. Their goal isn't necessarily to cash flow off of the business. We're thinking cash flow because we've been sold cash flow, but the real goal is acquisition to exit, acquisition to exit. So with that's the reason why the Monopoly Bros made $2 million, not because they bought and they cash floated. Everybody thinks, oh, you buy an apartment, you cash flow. No, what they did is they bought a property, they increased the rents, which therefore increased the value, which therefore yielded them $2 million in increased value. That's the play. That's the play. That's how you make money. You don't make money pulling all the rents. What you should be doing is throwing all the rents at that property to increase the value of that property. New roof, new siding, new windows, new bathroom, new kitchen, increasing the value, therefore increasing the rents, even though you're not pulling any cash out. And then what you do is you can sell a portfolio for much, much better and you the neighborhood. That's how you do business. It's not about the cash flow. Cash flow is going to ruin the asset. Pulling the cash out of the asset ruins the asset. Every asset, whether it's a business, whether it's real estate, if you pull the, and that's why I get so adamant about, so adamant about people not wanting to come to the business and look for a salary. It's like you pulling cash out of the asset. I'm pulling cash out of the asset to pay your rent. When we should be pulling mm. cash out of the asset to buy a building. That's mm. why I can't, and I want people to understand that. And why I do this, I'm not just telling you what you should do. I'm telling you what I do. I'm going to come and I'm going to add massive value to your organization without asking a dime. Why? Because the goal is to increase the value of the organization, not to increase my pockets in the meantime. And that is why people who get to the point to where I'm at now, they start doing the things like where they go and they work with the business and they grow that business. So I'm going to go work with the Monopoly Bros. I'm going to go work with whoever else that wants to work with me. I'm going to grow their business knowing I'm going to get equity on the backside. That's what I want to do for a living. That's what I do. I'm going to come alongside you. I'm going to build your stuff up. We go sell it. Are we going to just cash flow or whatever it's going to look like? We have a massively yielding business. Are we going to sell it? But the cool thing is you can always sell it and then still keep a piece of the asset and then sell it again. And so that's what I saw. And so that's my thing. Um, I was watching this podcast on Grand Caliber, and there's this Asian dude who um, said he's working for Grand Caliber, but he's already well off. And he said that like he had some investments that did really, really well. And so now what he's trying to do is just get into a business and grow that business. And so like that's the focus. And so every opportunity that I'm seeing, whether it's my friend's rap career, whether it's whatever, I think we could blow it up. 
And I think that I have the mindset that's going to blow it up. And a lot of people don't have this mindset. Like I tweeted before, I was like, I'm not perfect, but there's not many me's out here. There's not mm. many me. So therefore, when you get attached to a me, don't think you just go replace with another me. Because I don't know too many other me's. Maybe one other me on the internet. And we all know <laughs> who he is, but it's not a lot of other me's out there. I mean, that explains the other tweet I was going to ask you about where you say I support folks who are building because they know what it's like to build without support and for the people who you ask to help to be looking for a check. Yeah. So I see, um, it, see it all now. It's, it's real life, man. Um, and it sucks. But there's some people out there who get it, fam. There are some people out there who get it. And when I heard that brother make that comment, I was like, hmm. Maybe when I was in college, um, I started college and I joined the frat and I was real active in the frat. And then when I decided to get really serious about my education, I shifted my friend group. So I still had the same friends, but I had different friends, too. And um, I met these guys because I went to this uh, accounting association, an accounting association meeting with my mom. And like accounting students are like the really focused students because accounting is not easy. And. And so I um, ended up like hanging out with this Asian dude and this white dude, like real, real tough. And I just got exposed to so much stuff. Like it was life changing stuff when I got into that environment. And so I like Tweet Talk, building black wealth, but it's about building wealth, period. The wealth ain't got to be black for it to be wealth. <laughs> and, and just because I'm black doesn't mean it's not wealth. So we're just going to be pursuing wealth, all right? Pursuing wealth and y'all can get on, y'all can support, but the mindset matters. I'm not rocking with nobody I gotta convince. I'm not rocking with nobody I gotta persuade. I'm not rocking with nobody that I gotta beg. Either you get it or you get it. And that's interesting. You talked about hanging out with these other guys. I just saw a reel from uh, Ashley Fox this morning. She was talking about how when she was working on Wall Street, she felt anxious because she was the only black woman in the firm. And then she realized years later that man that helped build her perspective it exposed her to different things and she's saying like we gotta get around like other people other cultures and learn from them get in other environments and not just stick with hanging up with bad folks you know, right like we should- shout out to Andre for the five dollar super chat shout, shout out to, out to Terry the $5 super chat I didn't want to forget that so my bad bro we appreciate y'all Anybody got questions for the chat? You had a um, you had a tweet that I wanted to ask you about. You said, "Disrupt yourself so you won't be disrupted by others." Yeah, man. Um, the the gym is that, the gym is that I think it came from a book that I was reading, and um, just basically the idea of um, is this about Netflix. Kind of, sort of, not really. It should. I was reading the book. Uh, private equity playbook he was talking about this he was talking about growing your business and the different ways that you can grow your business so you can have organic growth um, which essentially means that you are just growing through either decreasing the uh, expenses or increasing the revenues and then looking at different ways that you can increase your revenues organically um, either by raising your prices or lowering your costs or in introducing like tiers and things like that so that you can like fit in different people into your products and capture more of the market, which tiers is exactly what you should be considering to do. That's why Mercedes Benz has the S class, the E class and the C class. Why? Now they can get everybody's money. And some people only got S classes on the internet 
And then some people only got C classes. You got to have all the above, in my opinion. I think you got to have the full suite of products. But essentially what he was saying is like, you have to always be looking to innovate. And this is something I'm really, really big on is idea generation. Sitting down and thinking about like what ideas you can really put some effort into because that's where the money is. The money is behind the ideas, not the imitation. So the money's behind ideas, not imitation. Everybody's out there seeing everybody else got going on. Like you can make some money like that. You can make some money like that. But in my opinion, um, I have a feeling that um, we're going to get further along by creating these ideas, by looking at these problems and thinking of creative and innovative ways to solve those problems. So it's like, we can create an app for something. We can create a, a new piece of software for something. We can create some new program. That's going to be the big money. So instead of looking to be the solution, or instead of looking to like be the actual product, look to be like the platform or something to put something together so that you can service so many other people. So um, essentially just like, I wanted to challenge myself to look at like, man, what are some things that I could be doing that maybe that could be a threat to my business? What could be a threat to your business? And then you innovate and implement that in your business, as opposed to you being a sitting duck and then letting other people out innovate you and then letting other people beat you to the punch and then make your business obsolete. So Blockbuster could do the same thing. Blockbuster was in position so that they could have done exactly what Netflix is doing and probably better. They had way more real estate, way more ability to send out the DVDs and do all that stuff. All they had to do was just change their business model a little bit, but they were comfortable and they didn't want to do it. But now they missed out on a huge opportunity. And so I would say that like in any business that you're in, always be looking to create and make ideas happen for yourself. Um, there's a book called um, uh, Choose Yourself. And he talks about you got to make your brain sweat. You got to be putting so much effort into thinking and idea generation that like you really like are making your brain sweat a little bit. And so I think that that's important. And what I like to do is I like to write all these ideas down. I like to also keep my ideas inside of my um, my notebook on my phone, like the little notes tab. Mm -hmm. But there's a better way. You can always just um, get a notebook, get a journal and really start going into work and putting those those ideas down. Cool, cool. Now, you, you had a tweet where you said they give you a paycheck and treat you like a second-class citizen. <laughs> it's funny because that wasn't even the, the line. It was, a, it was a, I think, a currency line. And he was talking about rappers who get signed. And he said they give you a million dollars and treat you like a second-class citizen. And so I switched and put my spin on it. <laughs> and I was having this conversation with my wife recently. We were just talking about how, like, part of the reason why – a lot of us are anti-job has nothing to do with the hours worked or the money earned. It has everything to do with the experience of being an employee. And I haven't had very positive experiences being an employee, just being honest. Um, I've been overly criticized um, and met with like not so good attitudes, um, had unfair circumstances and situations happen to me. And it can take a toll on when you think that's all you got. Like when you think all you have is employment, it can get very frustrating trying to be an employee and trying to move in the corporate ladder, trying to get people to like you and realizing that there's certain things that aren't in your favor. There are situations that aren't in your favor. A few of them are that there's people who are going to be looked at more favorably from you just by the, just by the way they look or what their last name is, or what their background is, what their culture is. And people don't realize what happens. I'm just going to be the person that says it. 
I'm going to be the person that says it. There's a lot of other, quote, minority groups that get more favorable treatment in the workplace than African-Americans. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to change their mind. They can do whatever they want to do, but I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to be involved. If you have a bias, keep your bias. I don't want you to change your bias. I'm going to just boss up. Keep your bias. I'm going to boss up. Keep your bias. I'm going to get these dividends. Keep your bias. I'm going to continue to serve my people and add value to my people. I'm not trying to change nobody's opinions about me. And that's one of the things I realized when I was out in person. I don't really go too many places out in person because I don't really like people. I don't like people because I don't like, I don't like how like people and their opinions and their words think they get to dictate your value. I dictate my value. I determine my value. I said I'm dope. And so when you get around people, then you got to kind of deal with like just the comments and the thoughts and what do they think about me? And I kind of like being by myself, but I do it because it's worth doing. But I ran into a lot of people from college, ran into a lot of people um, that I knew like way back then. College was a long time ago, y'all. College was about 10 years ago. And so, like, if I don't really talk to those people anymore, it's probably a reason why. And so, like, it is is what it is. And so, um, yeah, I would just say that um, I forgot the tweet. What was the tweet again? It was about being treated like a second-class citizen. Oh, right. So that's that's just a thing. For me, it's not even about the income. It's just about the treatment. Yeah, but then there's always the next tweet where you said, there are more customers in the world than there are hours you can work in your entire life. Man, I realized that when I make money sitting on a couch. So while I was out in the streets yesterday, you see this new cool TCM shirt, though? That font is different. It's more aggressive. I got a bunch of them made, too. So while I was out in these streets, um, I, I was still getting them sales. And I came home at nighttime, I was still getting them sales. And I realized, like, you can only work so many hours, but you can sell them as many products as you want. There's no limit on the amount of products that you could sell. And then when I realized that, I was like, bro, like, I did the math. 40 hours a week, 52 weeks a year for 40 years. Let's say you work from 20 to 60. That's 80,000 hours. I sold my course about 40,000 times. And I sold my course for much more than I was making per hour on the job. I mean, I was selling it for like 100 bucks, 140 bucks. Not a lot of people making $200,000 a year. And so what I realized is just that, like, um, that's the thought. It's, it's really no deeper than that. I just want people to grasp that there's more customers and there is hours that you can work. So you need to focus on customer acquisition. And that's how the billionaires and the trillionaires get made. It ain't going to be a trade. Like if you do the math, if you like map out your hourly weight rate and then you map it out towards like your total life, like you're going to see how much money you can make in your entire life. If you were to take like $40 an hour and multiply it times 80000 you're going to see what your total life expectancy in terms of earning would be. Most people don't earn $40 an hour. So that's just my thought. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Tide Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to Gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Yeah, I mean... More customers than the hours hours in a day, man. Like that's the key to it, because if you just train time for money, I mean, you're gonna be real tired forever. 
I met a guy like a couple of years ago, black dude, dressed nice, was driving a port um a Lexus with these nice rims. I was surprised at what he was driving, but Lexus coupe with these big old rims. That guy told me he worked two full time jobs for thirty years. Like, man, you must be tired. Mm. He looked like he was gonna be a good life now, but man, you must be tired, bro. I'm not against working. I'm not against working hard at all. The thing is, though, he was divorced. I'm sure that had something to do with it, but I I don't know his full story. He might have worked two jobs to to satisfy her, and she still wasn't satisfied. She was like, "Man, f this." (laughs) But you know what it is, man. Like, but then again, back in his time, they didn't they didn't have what we had. We talked about it before. He could have pulled out his phone and just make a thousand dollars a week yeah. from his phone. He didn't have social media back then, so he did what he had to do. But imagine that 30 years working two full time jobs that is crazy. But as far as the, the treatment goes at work, you said making 80k on your own terms beats making six figures if you have to constantly be afraid of being fired, show up when they say. I mean, what they say to wear and pretend to like people you don't like. So Gary V was talking about how a lot of people on the internet think that this like course creation, digital product stuff is winner take all, meaning that only one person can make bread. There can only be one person in the lane making all the money. One person with a podcast making all the money. And what he was saying is like, if you think that like success is mega success making millions then maybe you might think that's true but for like people who just think success is making eighty thousand ninety thousand hundred thousand dollars even sixty thousand dollars on their own terms sixty thousand dollars on your own terms like that's okay a lot of folks don't earn sixty thousand dollars or have the ability to increase their income exponentially because with business you can hit one year and it'll change everything so the reason why i shared that is because a lot of us are in spaces where there is some competition, where we're not the only person in that space. But that shouldn't mean that you stop or you stop trying. Just because per- somebody has big names on their podcast and they're doing a conference doesn't mean that you can't still do something similar, maybe on a smaller scale, maybe even equivalent to that scale. And so I thought that was powerful because I think too many times we get caught up on millionaire, 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 and not just like free, 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 free. Like a lot of people would leave their job. A lot of people will leave their job if their business just matched their job income. They they aren't mm-hmm. looking at millions. All they want to do is just like match their job income. That's it. And so I share these things because I want I want the light bulb to go off in people's head. I want to free people. I want people to realize that like, you know what? It's not that deep. And if I can make money and be free, that is worth more than money to me. Why? Because now you're not going through all the different things that you were experienced on the job. So you're not going through the situation where you're asking for a raise, not sure if you can get a raise. You know what I do if I want a raise? I run a sale. I create a new product. I determine if I get a raise, not somebody else. I determine whether I'm going to take a vacation, not somebody else. And that is worth more than money. So even if I was making less money than whoever else, I'm still more free. And I like that. I like the fact that I'm more free. I just want to be free. I want to be able to pop up. And know that if I mean, there's things that I've done that have just been like worth more than the money. 
going to Detroit on a random Tuesday, going to Atlanta on a random Thursday, going to wherever I want to go. I don't got to check in with nobody. I don't have to be constantly worried about what, what they're going to say when I get back. No crazy looks. None of like that. None of that. None of that. So, like, what Gary B was also saying is he was like, man, people are worried about the great resignation, but what about the great never applying? What about the folks who are just like, I'm not even applying for a job. Like, I'm good. And I think that's where a lot of us are getting to, where it's like, I'm not even going to apply for no job, fam. Miss me. But corporate culture has to adapt to that. They have to realize that they don't necessarily have all the power because the internet does exist. So just like you were saying before, like he couldn't create a job on his on his phone, so we had to work two jobs. We have the ability to create income from our phone, so we're not beholden to the job anymore. They don't have all the power, and so what they need to do is they need to figure something out fast if they want to retain some quality talent because uh, it ain't looking too good for the corporations, fam. Yeah, because like you disrespect somebody and they send there like, bro, how much money they make outside of here? You got kids making uh, money on YouTube, on TikTok, Instagram, never even had a job in their life. Remember, I forget the name of that kid that was probably like nine years old making like millions of dollars on YouTube opening toys. You've seen that, right? Kid was making millions of dollars opening yeah, toys and built the YouTube channel. Get his whole thing going. Like crazy. Crazy. Now you had a tweet where you said you're broke because you stopped making money on weekends. I never stopped making money ever. Not even when I'm asleep. <laughs> when I'm yeah. in the shower. Not when I'm doing something unrelated. Never, ever, 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 ever. That was, ever. That was a, a tweet that I brought from uh it was actually a repeated tweet that I got from Heart Fear that I already knew does well. So one of the things I do, y'all, is I recycle tweets that do well because they're going to consistently do well. So I'm going to get more likes, more retweets, and more shares, and therefore increase my following. So I don't got to always create something new. I can just retweet, repost something that does well. So anyway, um, I thought about that because I, I'm, I never take it for granted that I'm doing things now on the days that I used to be working. I used to work seven days a week, y'all. I used to work seven days a week. Monday through Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And then sometimes I would take off Sunday because I was just exhausted. But usually like peak times, Monday through Sunday. And um, so it, it's always interesting to me when I make money when I'm on a boat. I make money when I'm golfing. I make money if I'm going and doing something unrelated. And so um, <laughs> and so, what I was going to say is that um, – where was I going? I forgot where I was going. I saw that comment. Um, <laughs> You're talking about you make money even on the weekends. Right. So, yeah, even on the weekends. like and, and so, like, that's one thing I noticed is another thing that I noticed is when I used to work full time in the firm, like I couldn't work overtime. I couldn't make money on the weekends. I couldn't stay late. I was doing that and I would still not get paid. I was just contributing it to the firm because I was like, they're going to see my greatness. So when I first started working the firm, they paid me less than what I wanted. And I was kind of upset, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to get it back in overtime. So I started working overtime. And they're like, no, you can't work overtime. So I worked overtime anyway. And I just didn't get, I didn't get paid for it. So I show up at eight, work until about seven. In part, because it just makes sense to commute later when I was coming from LA. But I'll still put that extra time in. So I was doing like 60 hours a week. So I tell you, I was working Monday through Friday, but I was working hard money through. I tell you, I was working Monday through Sunday. I was working hard money through Friday. I was doing about 80 hours a week, two full, two full-time jobs, essentially. And so... The reason why I share that is because um, 
I don't know why I shared that. I forgot what the tweet was because I was over here thinking about the comments. <laughs> <laughs> what was the tweet again? So I can you make talking about money. making money every day of the week. Oh, every oh, day, week. right. So, and that was one of the things I realized is like, man, I can't make money if I'm if I can't make money if I'm not in the office. But now I can make money wherever. And this is important because if your money stops but your spending keeps going, you're going to fall behind. And so this is why a part of the reason why I tell people to work a lot is not just so that you can make more money. It's so you can stop spending your money. You're too busy to spend. If I'm always working and making money, now I'm not going to your brunch. Now I'm not going to your random event. Now I'm not going and just finding ways to spend money. People, people get bored and just find ways to spend money. And so that's what I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I had a question for you. You had a tweet where you said the people hating on me are people I wouldn't even speak to. What do you mean oh, by that? I forgot who said that. But, um, yeah, I think it was just funny. I think I, I oh, it was a burn. It was a, I was listening to somebody rap, and he said that. And I was like, it's funny because, like, usually the people that, like, are hating on you are people that lost access to you, who at one point in time liked you a lot. It's very rare. Like you can't go from like, you can't go from like people don't become haters without first loving you at one point in time. That's why like somebody posted something about his baby mom, and I was like, man, that relationship's gonna get tough after she's not like your girlfriend or your wife anymore because now she has no incentive to actually make your life easy. In fact, she probably despises you a little bit, and so she wants to figure out ways to make your life suck. So the moral story is, don't create a baby mama because baby mama. <laughs> Is gonna make your life difficult. So that's what I was gonna say there. But really, like people who are going out of like you, it, it never fails. The people who go out of their way to dislike you are the people who once were like singing your praises. That's why I don't really get too comfortable with folks now. So I'm like, all it takes is one time. And that person who's saying such great things about me is gonna be just as vocal about what they don't like about me. But it's interesting because when people come and they and they work with you. They see your flaws. I'm not perfect. I got flaws. I make mistakes. And they see them, but they don't say them because they see the benefit of the relationship. But then after whatever happens and they get mad, now they're going to point out all the stuff that they've been overlooking. So it's the same thing. It's like business is like marriage. We already just married to a bunch of folks. So I just I just say that because, like, in my opinion, the haters, you got to look at it as admiration. It's just admiration behind the veil. Nobody truly dislikes you. They more than likely admire you, but they just lost access. And so they resort to hate. It's just like Tony the Closure. We're going to take it there. It's just like Tony the Closure. Tony the Closure at one point in time had nothing but great things to say about Jay Morrison. Tony the Closure at one point in time had nothing great to say, nothing but great things to say about him 500. He's the person who brought him 500 on the podcast. He was like, I got a great guest for for y'all, Wallow. Here's him 500. And now all of a sudden you don't like them? No, because you lost access to them. So the resort to hate, we need to be able to see through these things, y'all. We need to be able to see through these things so we cannot be swayed by somebody's agenda because these folks have an agenda. Do they dislike them because they're actually a bad person? Or do they dislike them because they had a falling out? And if they, if you dislike them because you had a falling out, that's a personal issue. Right. That's a personal issue. That's not a everybody get involved and hate on this person issue. But that's what they try to turn it into. And it shouldn't be that. But it's cool to see that I think what's interesting is when you're building something, and maybe this is an employee mentality, is you think everybody got to like you. 
when you work into that job, mm-hmm. everybody has to like you. In business, 50% of the people can hate your guts. But if you got 50% of the people, you still got a whole lot of people. You don't need everybody to like you. You just need a bunch of people too. And that's one of the things that I was talking about when it comes in terms of you're independent. When you're a, a big name rapper, you can't have half the world hating you. But when you're an independent rapper, you can because you don't need money from everybody. You don't need to make money for everybody. And I was telling my, my wife this last night. I was like, when you're an independent rapper, it's different because when you're a signed rapper, you got to make money for the white dude. You got to make money for his white employees. And then you also got to make money for you. When you're an independent rapper, you just got to make money for you. And so we can do the math. If you can sell or you can get like 25,000 people to rock with you, you'd be solid. 25,000 people could rock with you. And a million of them can hate your guts. But you can still be good with your 25,000 people. And I think that that is why business is so powerful. You don't need everybody to love it. All you got to do is find that group of people that do. And that's why you got to share your truth. And that's why you got to tweet your truth. Like, say, for example, I got 160,000 followers on on Instagram, 40,000 followers on Twitter. That means the majority of Twitter doesn't follow me. (laughs) So a lot of people do, but most people don't. But me and that 40,000, we be rocking out. Me and my little corner of the internet be rocking out. All you need is your corner. He said, you just got to get a slice. Get your share of what's out there, your percentage. That's what Currency said. You got to get your share of what's out there. Just get your percentage. That's it. I need everybody to like it. I want people to like it, but I don't need it. Get thousand true fans. And what I learned from like the late 90s with the masterpiece and everybody that came behind them was like, same thugs and stuff like that is that you don't need to sell a million albums when you control it. Like these big these big artists on the big labels are making maybe a dollar, probably not no not even a dollar off these these albums. While the independents were making like eight dollars each uh, album. So they if they sold a hundred thousand, they were making more money than people that sold a million on the big labels. Because they had control over it and much higher profit margins, and they weren't getting pimped. Not getting pimped, man. So that's something to think about. It's you know. man, it's, it's the it's the power. But again, you got to put a lot of effort and, and energy into getting your percentage. Like, don't think it's just gonna fall in your lap. You got to grind to get that percentage. You got to grind to get your market share. You got to post. You got to create content. You got to be up on a Sunday morning creating Sunday service. Got to do all that stuff. In order to get your following up, that's not going to fall out of the sky. It's not going to fall out of the sky, right? And everything in free, like you, you had a tweet. We say my thoughts for people who expect everything for free is at an old time low. I had that thought before I got on here, man. Um, I was like, I'm at a point now where if it if 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 I'm not going to make any money doing it, even if it's a small amount of money, I'm I'm just not going to do it. And so. The way the re- one of the reasons why this thought came from, respectfully, y'all, is a while back I was like, "Hey man, um, I'm making mastermind shirts. Anybody who wants one, just let me know." And everybody's like, "I want one! I want one! I want one!" Then I was like, "You know what? I just kept putting off the project. Why? Because I my time ain't free no more. I can't do free stuff anymore. And like that's why I said respectfully, and I preface that with respectfully. Like I love the mastermind family. I show up for y'all every morning." But like actually going out on my way to do physical labor to make all these shirts, I was like, I don't got time for that, fam. So I kept kicking it off. And it wasn't that I didn't want to make them. I didn't want folks to rep it. 
It's just, I, I just wasn't incentivized to do it. I just, I couldn't find the motivation to do it for free. And so I was like, you know what? I can't do free stuff anymore. I cannot do free stuff anymore. Um, respectfully. So it's got money. This is a fly <laughs> shirt. Check out this shirt, man. And this is the second iteration. Things get better over time. The first iteration wasn't this nice. I'm like, this is perfect. Like, I got the right gold. I got the right black. So, you know, grab it now for $25 on Gumroad, and I'll send you one ASAP. But I just don't have the ability to do stuff for free more, especially because I've been doing stuff for so much low cost, and I got a son, and I got competing op- uh, obligations, and we already do so much for free. So it's like, it's not so much that I didn't want to do it. I, I just couldn't find the motivation to do it. I, I it was it was not what it was not inside me to find the motivation to do it, and I think it was because it was for free. And so there's certain things, like if we're building for something, like it can seem like it's kind of like a contradiction, but it's not a contradiction because it's different types of things. If I'm helping you build something, I can contribute. But if I'm having to like take time and produce something and buy the shirts and buy the things, and it ain't easy making these shirts, y'all. It's not easy. So that's just all I was saying. That's why I thought you were crazy when you said it. And I be trying to see, I do this thing where it's like, I want to get buy-in from people. I want to get buy-in. I want to know that like, okay, like people are rocking with it. And so sometimes the way to find out they're rocking with it is to do it for free. But if it's digital products, maybe, but physical labor and all that stuff, that's way different. Digital products. I can discount that for you. I don't got to do nothing but post a link, but actually mm-hmm. doing like a free thing. I got to go buy the shirt. I got to buy the material. I got to print it out. I got to weed it out. That's a lot of work, y'all. It's a lot of work. Harsh Money said, that's what I learned. It's not that we don't want to do it. It's not, not worth our time. It's like, I would love to make the shirts for you guys. But it's like, I got other stuff to do, man. I got my son who, like, I only got a few more minutes on this because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like full-time dad mode. And so, like, I'm lucky she, like, gave me these five minutes because she's supposed to be leaving in, like, 9.45. She's doing a class this week, so she can start a business which means we're going to start a business, which means y'all going to see this content because every business is the same. You got to yep. have content, got to have merch, got to have a web presence. All the same about getting and keeping customers. We're going to wrap it up for this episode. Shout out to our Patreon in the building. Let me make sure I got the Patreon list. You know what's funny, Patreons? Man, last week, me and Michelle recorded a fire episode and i looked up and i did not hit record um so that's the reason why i didn't post a patreon episode this week my bad job but we do have eight patreons and those patreons are marcus barton shout out to marcus barton in the building he's always showing us love we got byron mason oh, shout out to byron mason shonda richardson shout out to shonda richardson william manley shout out to william manley James Bates. Shout out to James Bates. We got the Hartzogs in the building. Shout out to the Hartzogs. Keenan Hastings. Shout out to Keenan Hastings and Kiani Album uh, Adams. So shout out to all y'all, man. I really appreciate it. Um, we out here living, creating this content, and uh, just trying to continue to do this really cool stuff for you guys. We got 14 people watching. I think that's what happens when you keep going long. So shout out to y'all for tuning in. We'll continue to do this, um, but I gotta head out. I gotta. We got. We doing the pool today. So I already filled up the pool. I already. I inflated the pool. I just gotta rinse it down, and he has to change his clothes. So we can go swimming today. Yeah. And then I'm gonna get grass from my backyard. I'm gonna get like I'm going to Home Depot. Probably go to Home Depot today to get some grass for the backyard. 
because we got a California backyard, y'all. That means it ain't that big. But <laughs> I'm going to put some little some artificial grass back there myself. And I was over here thinking, I was like, there's so many things I want to do to my backyard. But if I keep hiring experts to do it, they're just going to be taxing me. So I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to put my own little easel awning back there. I want an awning. I want something that kind of like hangs off the side of the house. It's probably got to hang it down and have like posts. So I'm going to get one of those, put some grass back there, put me some furniture back there, give me a little fire pit, man. Create a little Negro oasis. You know? <laughs> then I, I can name my oasis something. It's going to be called something. You got you to see my new name, T. Diddy. T. Diddy. I'm out here trying to, you know, build these careers. I need more artists. I'm trying to add some more artists to my roster and just be like running them out. Ty Capital Records. Ty Capital Records. On that note, be sure to follow. Only positive music, no cursing, no bees, no sex talk. All we're talking about is lifestyle and business and entrepreneurship. It's just another form of content, man. We got another form of content. We got my, they're going to be shouting out Ty Capital on the songs and stuff. I actually do have another artist that I could probably bring on, too. He's really good. Okay. We, we will look out for it. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube, the Todd Capital YouTube. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Tweet Talk Pod. That's Tweet Talk P-O-D. Follow myself, Raphael, on Twitter at Work Money Life. Follow Charles at Real Todd Billion. Follow us on Instagram at Tweet Talk Podcast. Follow the parent company at Todd.Capital. For this episode of Tweet Talk, the Blackwell Podcast, your man, Raphael, and co-host Charles, we are out of here. Yeah. Yes, this is Donald the Voice, the official podcast editor and producer of the Tweet Talk podcast featuring, of course, Charles Oglesby and the man Raphael Husbands. And look, man, if you just listen to this episode, then you know exactly what I'm capable of. You know my swag. You know what I can do. And so without any further ado, I kind of want to give you a special offer for Tweet Talk podcast episode listeners. And here's what it is. Head on over to DonaldTheVoice.com. And if you have podcasts or video editing needs, let's talk. And of course, I'm giving you a real, real nice deal. But you have to mention that you're a Tweet Talk podcast listener. And this offer isn't going to last forever. So if you're on social media or you have a business or you got something going on to where you need somebody to edit and produce your content, come and holla at your boy. And I promise to take care of you, our dedicated listener to the Tweet Talk podcast. Again, head over to DonaldTheVoice.com and hit the contact page and let's have a little conversation. Okay, back to your day, your evening, your morning, whatever's going on. Peace.